4: Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. Great to be with all of you. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. Um, There is so much going on in the news. Um, It was a very busy weekend, Uh, a lot going on. Um, We have very special guests coming on tonight that will be joining us Uh, attorney and constitutional expert David. Um, we'll be calling in uh, From Florida uh, Which we're very excited about um, I believe we have Gianni on the line right now From New York, what's going on buddy? How are you? How are you? Good man, good Good to have you on um, We'll have Zolo Mike Zolo will be calling in shortly Like he always does, our co-host Mike Zolo We always love having him on um, But anyways, you know, so much going on So much to discuss Um I want to start by telling all my viewers, uh, please check out my website, thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your customized, creative, and unique uh, Trump apparel and merchandise. And also, visit makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Again, that's makingchristianitygreatagain.com. And uh, it's a, that's a, that's my other store. It's very religious-oriented, um, Trump-based uh, clothing, apparel, and merchandise. Very cool brand. It's doing well. We're excited about it. Um, I want to take time to thank my viewers um, as well. My um, show keeps growing daily and daily. The statistics are amazing. I'm on, you know, multi, I'm on, like, over 30 different platforms in terms of podcast directory, different networks. So we're streaming all over the place right now. So this is really good. We're not, we have people nationally listening. We also have people overseas listening. Um, It's an exciting time. Um, I can't thank everybody enough. Um, And like I said, you know, uh, I hope, and I want to say I hope you all had a great weekend. You know, I know you guys have all been paying attention to the news. I've been updating my Twitter. I've been keeping in contact with people, been getting really nice messages. Um, about my about report, reporting and keeping up with stuff. So thank you for that. Um, but today we have a lot, uh, a lot to get into, obviously. Um, you know, we have North Korea, who uh, has officially announced they're shutting down their nuclear program. I mean, that is unbelievable. No other president in the history of, of politics could ever do what Donald Trump is doing right now. I mean, he's getting a madman that essentially wanted to destroy the United States, and he wanted to take over the the Kim Jong-un, the guy was out of his mind. We all know how his father was, Kim Jong-un's father. And, uh, you know, you get a tough guy like Trump, no bullshit, straight to the point kind of guy in office, and all of a sudden Kim Jong Un backs down and says okay okay Mr Trump okay Mr Trump I make a deal with you I make a deal with you I don't want to be hurt I don't want my country to be hurt i mean that's you know so that you know, i love it we all love this trump is far intimidated by the guy in the in the sense that they do not want to cross him they do not want to They do not want to give him the the wrong message or or a bad deal. They know better than to try to scam him. I mean, there's nothing that they're going to, you know, pull a fast one on Trump, these world leaders. And that pisses them off because they are so used to Barack Hussein Osama, the Muslim from Kenya, giving them, all these world leaders, what they want and giving in... To the fucking world Excuse my language And instead of what's doing good for our country And what's doing good for us America first Like Trump is putting right now You know You know what I mean And it's one of those things where We've never had this In any presidential leader I mean Reagan was great Yes, JFK was great Yes, but Trump is on a whole new level I mean, he, he's getting, he is making all of these things happen, making trade deals with China, making it fair again, getting Kim Jong-un to denuclearize and shut down the entire program, getting all of these countries on his side. The, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. This is unity at its finest. And the Democrats are terrified. They don't know what to do. Because President Trump has everybody's attention because he's doing the right thing and the patriotic and American thing. The way that should have been done a long time ago. I mean, yes, we had Reagan and JFK. But since those guys, we have not had anybody put America first or put our best interest at heart. Now we have Trump who's doing that every single day. It's a new achievement. It's unbelievable. Trump is creating the impossible. Trump is a miracle man. You cannot, you do not, Trump is one in a million. He's a rare commodity. You do not see these kind of unbelievable machine kind of guys uh, rarely in this lifetime. This guy has taken on every media establishment He's taken on everybody that went against him. He's taken on every single person. And guess who fucking wins every time anybody tries to cross him? Donald J. Trump pulls away and wins and, sh- and shits down their neck. So here's the thing. We have a guy in the Oval Office that is is—it's unbelievable. I mean, you know what? We have, think about this for a second, and people aren't letting this sink in enough. We have Kim Jong-un wanting to denuclearize and negotiate with our president. This is a country a couple years ago that said they wanted to destroy America in any way, shape, or form. It's unbelievable. we, We have never seen anything like this. Trump is not only changing the country, he's changing the world for the better. We can all come together. And he's putting America first. And everybody needs the United States. I mean, without us, these countries would be, would be useless. In terms of trade, in terms of economics, in terms of all these different variables that they rely on us for. And the amount of fucking disrespect that the United States gets pisses me the fuck off we are the most generous the most down to earth country in the world and we have constant people that take advantage of the system it's sickening and they come here let's give an example of you know all these entitled illegal immigrants I don't want to get too off topic but there's all these people that come here, complain about our country, bitch about our country, say they don't have rights, blah, 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 whine, cry, play the victim. be I mean, it's just to blame your parents. Like, seriously. Like, you are in America. What Dude. right don't you have? If anything, you're overprivileged. You're in the best country on earth. And you have the yeah. best leader. You have the best leader of all time. You have the best leader of all time. Everybody laughed at him for. Everybody laughed at Trump. Everybody said, oh, no, he's never going to do that. Trump will not, he, the, These All these world leaders are going to take advantage of Trump. Trump's not going to accomplish anything. They're going to use him. Blah, blah, blah. We hear all this shit from the mainstream media. And you know what? It's backfiring on the mainstream media. Because you know what? Every time Trump proves them wrong, the mainstream media, and its critics, every single time. There has never, I, Trump has, has fulfilled, you look at this right now, and these are statistics uh, from, a, from a poll out in February, two months ago, and this was within one year. He fulfilled 64% of his agenda, 64% in one year. Do you realize most presidents, uh, and that's of Trump's promises. Do you realize most presidents don't even um, fulfill percent of their promises when they leave office after eight years? Look what Trump's doing in a year. And the lack of fucking credit he doesn't get could, should irritate that, should want anybody to lose their mind and lose their skull. How angry it gets. Like the credit he... The guy is America's savior. we never see, seen anything like it. Mike Dolo, you on the line. What's going on, buddy?
5: What's up, man? Sorry
4: about that. How are you, brother? Well, man, I was going on a vent, man. I was venting. Sorry about that. I mean, I, you know,
5: there's a lot going on, man. Well, let me, let me, uh, well, there's always a lot going on, especially with Trump as president, because everything he does or says is blown the fuck up. By the media and it's breaking news Yep I was just saying that Bullshit the way they treat him And
4: now you look at with the Kanye West thing Kanye West comes out And supports conservatives Supports Candace Owens Oh and what happened The liberal media bashes Kanye And now Kanye sending a message Saying to to everyone in the black community The Democrats are keeping you Fucked in slavery Why the hell you keep voting for them Get out, do the right thing, vote conservative, We'll change, and it will be better.
5: Well, I'll tell you this. If Kanye West, who I really honestly despised until he recently started saying some normal things, um, if if Kanye West can wake up, no American has any excuse as to why they're a liberal because liberalism is a mental disorder. Everything that these liberals run around saying – Their policies, all they care about is abortion and and diversity and equality. They don't care. They don't understand Trump. They don't get nationalism. They don't get the fact that Trump is a patriot. I just just said this a couple hours ago. I was talking to, um, to somebody. I said, listen, at 69 years old, Trump decided to run for president. He chose to get smeared, ridiculed, attacked. Every day of his life, because that's how much he loves America. He gave up his private plane, his pri- all his hundreds and hundreds of businesses. He gave up his billionaire lifestyle. Lost a lot lifestyle. of money. Lost a because lot of money because he ran for president. He worth he risked his net
4: worth when he ran for president. You know, but Absolutely. I'm sure he gained a lot of it back. But still, he put his all his financials on the line. That's a big fucking risk when you're a billionaire.
5: Well, another another thing with that statement that I was just saying was not only does the man clearly love America, I mean, why else would he do that? And I could tell you the only reason is patriotism. The reason that he chose to run run for president at sixty nine to get treated like shit every single day was not so he can work with the Russians. Okay, it was because he saw America was failing by the past Obama administration By this past Marxist president And these globalist politicians And he said You know what, the hell with it I'm going to give up all of that And I'm going to run for president I do not, for the life of me I cannot figure out how, how Any American Any r- red-blooded American Looks at Trump yeah. and just hates him I just, I can't for the life of me Figure it out I'm not saying people have to be as hardcore Trump supporter as right. I am I'm just saying, right. these people, I mean, they, may, they, they, they literally think the guy is Hitler. I mean, these are brainwashed they people. They're people, they're, not, they're like not even human. They have no thoughts it's of their sick. own. They listen it, to the same leftist bullshit. It's sick because here's the thing, Mike,
4: you're absolutely right, and here's the thing. Hitler was a socialist. So these people in the streets protesting their liberalism, crybaby bullshit, they're doing exactly, you know, and I mean, their beliefs are no different than Hitler.
5: They're Hitler, not Trump. Of course. I mean, they're literally, look, look, let's go a step further. These the, – yeah. especially these college liberals, these, these dumb yeah. uh, l- college liberals that are being – their brains are being polluted brainwashed by who, These professors who are getting hired, what yep. the hell is going on?
4: They're turning universities into goddamn prison, uh, prisons in terms of well, the education. It's, re, it's the dumbest thing. They're not even – it's, no, you're it's abs- all about – I mean you see all the violence on these campuses with protests, and these professors are fucking
5: enabling it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. These professors, if you talk to some of these college leftists, these, these dumb college kids, they forget about socialism, man. Some of them actually promote right. communism. I mean, socialism right. is, is, is as bad as it is. They're actually, they actually want communism. I mean, these are, are brainwashed people. They have surrendered every sense of, of hearing different ideas, of having their own thoughts, and they just refuse. They refuse, refuse, refuse to even think that Donald Trump is a good person. If you're, if you're in college and you want communism, that is a serious, serious problem. And that's what a lot of these college kids want. Yeah, some of them want socialism. Some of them are, um, are, some of them are conservative, of course. But many of the leftists, they actually want communism. I mean, these Antifa thugs it is. That, that, uh, it is. that attack. Trump supporters—they yep. literally—they yep. hold communist flags. So this is not a you joke. Go. We are dealing with radical leftists who call us—who call our views radical. When in the end, all we want to do is secure our borders and worry about our own people. That's all we want to do. We're not radical. Exactly. Here's another thing. Um, I want to play this tape though,
4: but real quick. Liberalism, socialism, communism. However they want to phrase it, it's all the goddamn same. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm
3: going gonna,
4: I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play this clip, though, um, real quick, 1-3, about the Kanye thing. I mean, the liberals are losing their mind. you got to listen to this tape.
1: <laughs> I never thought I would say this, but Kanye West said something intelligent over the weekend. And, of course, liberals are upset about it. He tweeted, quote, wow. I love the way Candace Owens thinks, referring to the black female Donald Trump supporter, former liberal-turned-conservative who was just shouted down by some lunatic Black Lives Matter supporters at UCLA, and apparently Kanye saw her, completely schooled him, decided to give her a shout-out, and the liberals are upset about it. The Washington Post says Kanye West's embrace of a black Trump supporter not well-received.
5: I can, I can guarantee you what you're seeing happening is victim mentality versus victor mentality. That's and I promise great, by you, the, I the love people that. here are going to win. Victim mentality is not cool. I don't know why people like being oppressed. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard I love oppression. We're oppressed. 400 years of slavery, Jim Crow, which, by the way, none of you guys lived through. Your grandparents didn't. It's embarrassing
4: that you exactly. utilize,
5: you utilize their history. You're not living through anything right now. You're overly privileged Americans. So she tweeted that video. It got tens
1: of thousands of retweets, including one pretty important set of eyeballs. Yeah, Kanye
5: Uh West.
4: Everyone knows Kanye West.
1: (laughs) Twitter's Moments, which is the top story on Twitter's curated news feed, had the headline, Kanye says he likes the way far-right media personality Candace Owens thinks. She's far-right. It seems every D-list celebrity voiced their disgust for Kanye's endorsement, including Tom Arnold best known as, I'm sorry, only known as Roseanne Barr's ex-husband, who, in my opinion, appeared to sexually harass Candace Owens by telling her she sucks racist (laughs) I guess it's okay to sexually harass women on Twitter if she's a black conservative. CNN contributor Bakari Sellers tweeted this in response to Kanye's endorsement. Bro, this is so disturbing. This says more about you than her. For those who don't know, Candace Owens thinks Donald Trump is a savior. I responded to the clown saying the poor guy got triggered because a black conservative woman got a shout-out from Kanye West. Can't black women think for themselves, Bakari? Or are they all just f***s and hoes like Obama's buddy Jay-Z calls them? He responded saying, my father always told me never argue with fools because those watching can't tell the difference. I replied, it's too bad your father raised one. He responded, watch your mouth. After thinking for a moment, I responded, that was uncalled for, you're right. And I'm sorry, I'm glad you had a father help raise you, unlike the majority of black people, which is the main cause of their problems. He responded, as you may guess, by calling me the dreaded R-word, a racist. Because when you point out basic facts to liberals that hurt their feelings or reflect poorly on their peer group, then their usual response is to call you a racist, sexist, or homophobe. In other celebrity news, country singer Shania Twain, who is a Canadian, just said in an interview that if she was an American, she would have voted for Donald Trump, causing the liberal lunatics to completely flip out on Twitter, pushing her to the number one top trend, which then resulted in, you guessed it, an apology, a four-tweet apology. I would like to apologize to anyone I have offended in a recent interview with The Guardian relating to the American president. The question caught me off guard. As a Canadian, I regret answering this unexpected question without giving my response more context. I am passionately against discrimination of any kind and hope it's clear from the choices I have made and the people I stand with that I do not hold any common moral beliefs. With the current president, I was trying to explain, in response to a question about the election, that my limited understanding was the president talked to a portion of America like an accessible person they could relate to, and he was not a politician. My answer was awkward, but certainly should not be taken as representative of my values, nor does it mean I endorse him. I make music to bring people together. My path will always be one of inclusivity, as my history shows. A four tweet apology. You should never apologize to cultural Marxists or left wing extremists for any reason, because their threats are only going to get more radical and more dangerous. Subscribe to my channel if you're new, and check back here every day for a new report. And we'll. So there you have it. That was. I mean, good. can you? <laughs>
5: That was great, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, Kanye West thing, it really is like a big deal because this guy, you know, I don't know what your opinion is on him, but I, I've heard him, you know, I've seen videos of him in the past where when um, he was calling a lot of people racist just for, you know, stupid well, here's, shit here's so my for him, here's
4: my
5: here's my, here's my take on here's
4: my take on on uh, on Kanye and I, and I really have thought a lot about it. I you know I want to hold on one second okay I'm ready so my take on Kanye I've had respect for him for a long time and I'll tell you why because he if you recall on the like it was the first or second day after Trump was announced elected in, no, in November, he came down the Trump Tower elevator with Trump, and they were hugging and smiling together. He was one of the first people in Trump Tower congratulating Trump, and so was Floyd Mayweather. And we all know Floyd Mayweather is a Trump supporter. So, um, you know, and, and so is Mike Tyson, by the way. But Kanye, um, and, and even Trump said in an interview way before the election, well, during the election cycle, before you know his campaign, somebody asked him what they thought of what he thought of Kanye, what Trump thought of Kanye, and Trump said, "Well, Kanye's always treated me nice, and you know Tr- Kanye's never said anything bad about me, so I I respect Kanye and I like him. Um, so you know, there's I, there's no sort of animosity or tension between the two. They're actually friends, from what I hear. You know, they're when they get together, they laugh, they you know they talk and you know Kanye really has a lot of the same beliefs as Donald Trump, and Kanye's actually a very smart guy. He's got many different companies, he's got many different businesses. He's a, um a very talented musician, very lyrical. Um, I, you know I, 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 I'm a, I'm a fan. I I did, you know there's one thing I did not like and I thought it was stupid what he did, and I've seen Kanye in concert. Matter of fact. And it's like nothing you've ever seen before. The guy's uh, an unbelievable, surreal um, entertainer. Um, but what I want to say is um, Kanye is a, you know, a person, when, when he said George W. Bush doesn't like black people, like that was a stupid remark. Whether it's true or not, I don't right. know. Maybe George Do- Maybe George W. Bush has his own opinion about black people. I don't know. But just stuff like that, he shouldn't say. Just the dumb kind of comments on the side. But other than that, you know, he's kind of a real dude. You know, he tells people how he feels, uh, Kanye. He, he's never really shy to hold back, you know what I mean?
5: No, no, I, and that's a great point. But all I, I'm just, look, as of today, with all the shit he's saying, I'm a fan. I'm cool hey, with him. Okay, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I just, yeah. I I recall seeing an interview with him uh, many years ago, and he was yeah. trying to start yeah. this uh, that shoe company he has, or those shoes, or whatever. And he was on the Yeezy, radio. The Yeezy, the Yeezy. Yes, yes, and and he was he was saying how oh the white man they're not letting me come up, and he was actually talking to a black guy, and the black guy said Kanye, I can't let you get away with that. You're worth like hundred million dollars. You've already made it. Stop blaming the white man. And he just kept going on and on. So I don't know if that was just, like, a you know, a stupid thing he said or if he really believed that. But as of the past couple of days, his comments have been great. Um, for him to, you know, call, uh, to give a shout-out to Candace Owens is great. And um, I'm a fan of him as of now. I mean, I could tell you that much.
4: And, and, and I'll tell you this, and, and Gianni, I want to yeah. let you respond. I want to let you respond to this as well, Gianni, saying, No, you definitely want to talk about this. You love this. And you're a fan of Kanye, just like I am. But real quick, um, I want to say something, Zolo. Um, This isn't the first time, uh, surprisingly, that he's made, uh, Kanye has made conservative comments or, you know, expressed his love for Trump. If you recall, uh, I think it was about a year ago, he got up on stage at one of his concerts and he said, I didn't vote. Uh, but if I would have voted, I would have voted for Donald Trump in a heartbeat. Um, and, uh, you know, and he was also saying, and there were, I think there was a reason he couldn't vote. Maybe he has, a, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, he, and he's also in another interview, he says in, in the past, he says he agrees with a lot of Donald Trump's policies. So this isn't the first time that he's came out in a, in a conservative, you know, fashion and, and, and made his, uh you know, uh, uh, opinions to the public clear.
5: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I just, I guess I just didn't really follow him anyway that well. I just remember the bad things, I guess. Uh, but like I said, he's saying. No, right I shit, hear you, so. dude, dude. I hear you. I mean, there's been
4: times where he's been a, he's been an asshole. Of course. I agree with you. I mean, there's times that he's got that, you know, uh, arrogance, but, you know I, I yeah, I agree I, you know there he has that kind of side to him, but at the end of the day i, I he's a, i think down to earth has a good heart um I've seen him be very friendly in interviews i you know him and Donald Trump were hugging you know in, in Trump Tower on like like I told you it was like this I think it was like November tenth or something it was like a couple of days right after Trump got elected um right. but yeah and, and trump Trump even said in the interview that day. Uh, me and Kanye have been friends for a long time, and then the reporter said, "What were you guys talking about up there? Were you guys offering Kanye a job?" And, and Trump responded, "We were just talking about life." Um, but Gianni, I want to let you respond to this real quick. Uh,
6: yeah, so just to start off with the whole Kanye thing, um, you know, when he said, "I'm gonna just start off from from the very beginning." So when he said, "You know, George Bush was like, you know," Here's my thing. I I love the uh, George Bush's mom. Like, I love the mom and the dad, you know, and things like that. But I'm not a big fan of George Bush, George W. Bush, like the president no, Obama. Me, I'm not a fan me, of him. Me and, neither.
4: They made their – in yeah, my they, opinion, Gianni, they made the Republican Party look like a laughing stock.
6: Yeah, that's why I took a and even said he don't believe he was a real Republican, you know, which I don't either. No, no. Um,
4: George W. was a rhino, dude. He was he was such a rhino.
6: Yeah, and
4: I think with Kanye, it's
6: he even admitted himself. There was a, a video a song that he made called Famous. And, you know, he really talks about how there were certain times where he was duped by, you know, media and duped by money and duped by these things. Because if you watch Kanye's career, from when he first started, you know until around I will say two thousand ten, maybe eleven and twelve, you know he started going through this weird uh transition because you know he was getting money, he was creating his own uh, 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 uh companies and things of this nature, and he started really to me being fooled um and what 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 I noticed is he attacked he doesn't attack really a lot of conservatives he attacks a lot of Hollywood. So when he says white right. man, I think it's really against the Hollywood and the Hollywood elite because that's what that's what the truth is. The Hollywood, you know, they claim to be so, uh, you know, uh, liberal and so everything. So why is Black Panther now one of the first movies with all black people in Hollywood is so liberal? Maybe because they weren't so liberal. And that's what I believe Kanye West when he says the white man is calling. I don't believe he's calling out average day men. So then what he's saying to Kenneth Owens, I think Candace Owens was very much needed for the black community because it's one thing for a white person to talk about, you know, oh, you know, the black community, this and that. You know, it's very good for that, and we need that. We need to hear from other races about, you know, racial things. But I think being yes. Candace Owens, she is going to wake up – her and other, you know, black conservative leaders are going to wake up the black community, and they need to hear it from a black person who could be honest with them and tell them the truth? Because that's one thing I'll let you in on a secret. With black people, you—they know, don't want to that much. I've heard them say it. I've heard them say it so many times. You know, my whole life, they love when a black person says something. They'll be more in tune to listen. So I, what I believe Kenneth Stone is doing is awakening black people and awakening definitely black Hollywood. Exactly. And now that Kanye West even said what he said. This is going to cause people to look more into Candace Owens and look more into these things. And just to add to that, um, I actually spoke with another guy at work. Remember I told you there was a, a guy at work, uh, me and you, what I told you before in a personal phone conversation, that, you know, was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to vote for Trump now. So I told, told another guy, and I explained to him, you know, the Democratic plantation and everything and the Republican, the yep. freedom and everything. Because he was yep. talking about how oh you know this country never fought for me, I'm like dude. Because of Trump's policies, you know, because I work at Walmart, I'm like dude. They raised the minimum wage from nine dollars to twelve. Nine to twelve dollars. Amazing. That is not little bit of money. That is a lot of money where you used to get paid three hundred. Now you're getting paid six hundred, seven hundred something dollars. You know, bi weekly now. And that's yeah. what I told. Him. I was explaining to him that, and I was like. You you. have to, you, I was like, tell me, how are you oppressed? How are you oppressed? You're getting paid all this money, plus you get to drive home safely. You can walk home safely without being attacked, without being hanged. How could you say you're oppressed? How could we say we're oppressed when there are celebrities, a lot of black celebrities, and like Oprah and things like that, who's making billions and millions of dollars? There's a lot of uh, athletes making billions and millions of dollars, so how could you say we're oppressed? And now, he said that he is going to support Trump in 2020 because I explained all that to him. So now we have another Trump supporter. So I believe that what we need to do, especially, you know, Rory, like you, you know, bringing more black, you know, conservatives up so they can see, all right, well, okay, there's a black person up there. So it's not like we're avoiding white people when they hear a black person is like, oh my gosh, like let's listen in. Now I know you have those balls like, uh, Uh, You know, Angela Rye and, you know, uh, the swamp creature in D.C. I forgot her name again. Um, You have her and then you have all these people come out and try to, you know, go against, you know, black conservative voices. But I believe there's a time where we should not um, back up. Like, this is war to me. This is civil war to me. And that's how it is. And that's why I love uh, attacking anything. That will try to come against black people, the progression of black people, which is why I believe conservatism or Republican is really needed in today's
4: today's age. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Rory, can I and we got our about... yeah, real quick, Mike Zolo. Um, I'll, I'll let you uh, you know touch on that. I want to introduce our special guest for this evening, um, da- David. How do you pronounce your last name? I was trying. I. I I don't know. I thought I did it right at the beginning of the show when I was talking about what the show is about tonight.
7: It's uh, Shistokis, Roy. It's very simple, <laughs> if you're listening. Okay. <laughs> okay. So David Shistokis.
4: Okay. Very cool. And David Shistokis is a very famous attorney, and he's a constitutional expert. He's calling us out of Florida. He has a long resume. Uh, a very uh, it's very impressive. Uh, we're very uh, blessed and uh, fortunate to have him on the show. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I, I'm sure you've been listening, right? I have
7: been listening, and I wish I could tell you that I was a Kanye West fan, or I even I would even know any of his music if I heard it. But, uh, frankly, I don't know any of Conway, Kanye West's music, but it's uh, certainly nice to uh, see some uh, good support for the president
4: absolutely and, and mike i want i want you to you know touch on that point real quick but real quick i want to say when you see people like kanye west big time names like this showing their support for all these conservatives it look the black community looks at this like oh kanye west is my favorite rapper and now he's supporting trump maybe i got to support trump i mean it it really heavily impacts the black community, when these rappers come out and say who they're supporting, believe it or not, you know, there's a lot of people that buy, you know go by what their idols say.
6: <laughs> yep. No, no. I Go, now listen, go, go, uh, go ahead,
5: Bill. Okay. So I just now I don't want anyone to be angry at me. This is just my opinion. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, I want, I wish every black person, um. Voted conservative and supported Donald Trump. Now, I just want to be realistic. And when I say, oh, you know, we got to wake these people, you know, we got to wake these guys up, you know, what, what, look, look, I think there's a ceiling with the black community on how much of them. <clears throat> are going to vote Republican because at the end of the day, man, I mean, look at the inner cities, look at all of the shit that they've been living in 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 the inner cities. And I mean, they just keep voting Democrat. I, I just don't think, you know, look when Kanye West said all that stuff, for example, on Twitter, Kanye West made all those comments. Okay. He got a lot of retweets and a lot of likes and that's great. And Rory, you're right. Maybe a lot of his fans will say, wait, maybe I should look into Trump and the conservatives. But guess what? 50 Cent, who, I don't know, it goes back and forth and says he's a Republican. Then they say he's a Democrat. So I don't know. He says he hates Trump, he his... Right, exactly. So then so then 50 Cent writes to him, wow, I'm never reading Kanye's shit again. He's out of his mind. He got like double the amount of retweets and double the amount of likes. So at the end of the day, unless you have more than one or two, you know, okay, here there. Hey, don't forget, though. Um, real quick, I want to interrupt you real quick. Don't forget that Twitter
4: has admitted to almost half of their users are bot. There's a lot of bots on there, so don't you know? Don't read too much into those retweetings and all that stuff because you know it's not all uh, legitimate. Uh,
5: okay, I mean, fair enough. I'm just I'm just saying that I, I think there's a ceiling. I think Trump did very well with the black community. He did well. He did as he did the best any president has done. But I think it's it's yeah. going to be really, really, really hard to get more than, I would say, 30% of African Americans to vote Republican. I just, I'm just trying to be realistic in it just because they have voted Democrats so long and it's so, it's so in, intertwined in the, in their beliefs and in their lives that I, I just think it's wishful thinking, man. I think it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more then Kanye West is well, hey, take a really I, long time If I can time.
7: interject here for just a second about Yeah, come on, yeah, uh, David, come on, yeah of Yeah, if you can just jump in for a second You know, having Kanye David, David, by uh, the way yeah.
4: David, but yes. real quick, David I want you, after you make your point I want you to tell us about yourself And give your background We want to hear a lot about you I read a lot of good stuff about you So I definitely want to hear all. It's about, The show's about you, man You're the guest tonight So we definitely want to get into a lot about you as well but yeah, but make, I okay. want you to talk about well, your re- point.
7: regarding regarding the thought on the on the ceiling situation. You know, you, you may have somebody like can may have somebody take us take a second look or at least give it a thought. But the fact is, is that the moment you know the numbers that have been uh, uh, running out of this economy that's under uh, President Trump's uh, tutelage, if you will, uh, is such that it's the lowest black unemployment uh, that's existed in the history of the country. Uh yep. and when you have when yeah, you I'm have aware of all Kanye that. Thick, what's that?
5: No, no, I, I was saying I'm I'm aware of all that. I, I've seen many black people say, "Oh, well, he, it doesn't mean anything. Those numbers aren't real." I'm just telling you what I hear from people. That that's all.
7: Well, you yeah, no, there'll be people that say the numbers aren't real, but the fact is, is that there are the people that are going going to work, and uh, the people that are going to work are going to take a look at listening to uh, Kanye. And the combination of the reality in the world that's taken place with folks like Kanye giving some sort of uh, guidance that you should at least take a look at this. I don't. I don't know that the cap is uh, where it was because, of course, for many many years, long from you know, of course, from the middle of the Civil War until sometime after uh, after uh, World War uh, World War II, most of the black community did vote Republican. So, uh, you know, yeah. it, can, it, can, it can change. It can change. I, yeah, it can change listen, from one direction to the change. other.
6: Can I respond?
7: Sure. Just
6: saying it's be? Really, yeah, Gianni, really go hard. ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I agree with both of them. You know, and Mike Duller, he has a serious point. Like, it's going to be like we can think about, oh, you know, it's going to wake him up and everything. But, yeah, it's going to be very, very hard. To get the black community to wake up, because I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be honest with you, some people just you're, you're do hey, hey, tell
4: everyone. Hey, in case in case the air doesn't know, tell everyone you're a black Trump supporter from New York.
6: Yeah, black, black and Hispanic on mixed but yeah, mostly black and black. So from New York, by the way, yeah. And it's just like it's gonna be hard because some people they see what's going on, they see that the effect is great for what trump is doing the economy like he's like uh the, um, the special guest said you know the black unemployment is down hispanic unemployment is down women unemployment is down. they see that they know that right. but they just don't want to because they don't want change there's a lot of black people that want to stay lazy exactly. that want to be on welfare that want to smoke their joint and play xbox 360 all day that no. want to gang bang that want to stay on the street that don't want anything That is a a vital thing. There are some people that just do not want change. So, yeah, it's going to be hard. But, you know, I am very hopeful for the black community, you know, to wake up and go back to its roots, which is – so I believe that Donald Trump is basically the Abraham Lincoln of the 21st century to free the slaves off the plantation. This time it's not freeing them as slaves but freeing them from being enslaved in the brain. That's what I believe.
7: Great I think there's a real, uh, real probability of that, and that is, uh, you were, Roy, you were asking some, some things about me, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do for the general public. i got a couple of books, about the, one about the Constitution, one about the Declaration of Independence. Of course, we don't learn that anymore, uh, and if we did, then uh, we'd uh, come to understand that these things ultimately, over time, have proven to be colorblind. And uh, the fact that we do so much in terms of identity politics, I think, is just horrible situation for the country. But yeah, be that, that as it may, you were asking that I'm. Uh, I, I am an attorney. I used to be a prosecutor. I you know spent a number of years putting folks in jail. Uh, then I spent uh, I spent the last twenty or so years uh, doing criminal defense work, and now I uh, now I do writing about the Constitution. I'm working on. It. I'm working on a new book. That, uh, in fact, that's what I'm doing in Florida for uh, a month, doing nothing but writing a new book. Uh, that's related. I don't know if you heard about the uh, young man uh, that uh, got invited, uh, that was befriended by President Trump, and uh, after he uh, invited him to an inaugural event, he heard about, he heard his story, and then he uh, he gifted the young fellow ten thousand dollars, and uh, the yeah. uh, the guy turned it all ways. Well, that's Shane Bouvet. He's a friend of mine, and we're working on. Uh, actually, he was in the Oval Office uh, in the middle of February, and when he got back, he said, "Dave, he said, you know, can we write this book now because the president said uh, that the world should hear his story?" So I'm working with Shane on the story about uh, how uh, President Trump uh, gifted him ten grand and uh, helped him with his uh, dad's uh, dad's uh, medical expenses. And uh, it's it's really really a great story, and it's a nice story about the president that hardly anybody knows about. But Shane is uh, such a he's a good kid. He's 24 years old. He lives in a small town in Illinois, 900 people in Stonington. And when they, uh let me I, I take a moment to tell you about uh, Shane. He he was on the uh, he did some uh, online uh, social media work for the, for the campaign in Illinois. And as a result, he got invited to, the, uh, he got invited to an inaugural event. He was a FedEx, FedEx driver, 24 years old, never had owned a suit in his life. Uh, after he got the invitation to, uh, to the inaugural uh, event, the, uh, the community got together, got him a suit, uh, and uh, Alan Edmonds heard about it and sent him a nice pair of shoes to wear to the event. So he he goes out to Washington, and while he's there, the Washington Post is interviewing people about what uh, yeah, that they supported the president. They asked him a question. They said, Shane, you know you've got an interest, interesting story. Uh, now you supported the president. If you had an opportunity, what kind of uh, would you like a job in the uh, administration? Shane's answer was, "I didn't support the president to give me a job in the administration. I supported him because I thought this was good for America." And President Trump read the story, and he went to uh, he went to this uh, concert before the uh, the day before the inauguration. Secret Service came and got him, and he wound up uh, spending almost an hour with President Elect. And that's when uh, when Donald Trump heard his heard his story, and he heard about his dad and his dad's cancer situation, and uh wrote him a personal check for ten thousand dollars. Uh and uh, and Shane's he's just such a great kid. He turned it all over to his dad and then uh over uh, over the last he wound up with his dad in the uh, in the Oval Office last uh February the ninth actually. And he's a good friend of mine and I'm working with him on a book about his story, his family. Uh his family was uh coal miners in uh central Illinois for about uh three generations. And they wound up in a situation where, of course, the, the mines went out of business and the town has gone, gone to, gone to hell. And as a result of that, that's uh, Shane's story is kind of why the president, kind of symbolic of the, the folks that the president's message, uh, resonated with. So I'm really, really excited to be working on this because we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be able to tell his story. Tell not only that we're gonna be explaining why the president's message. Through. Uh, resonated with so many folks like Shane. So, uh, as for me, I've been a lawyer for about 30 years. Uh, I used to be a prosecutor, as I said, uh, and then I've got a couple of books, one called Constitutional Soundbites. that is 150 questions and answers about the founding documents, and then uh, my second book was about uh, creating the Declaration of Independence and how we... uh, how uh, Thomas Jefferson really didn't want to write the Declaration of Independence, and James Madison had to talk him into it. So, um, and I, I do speaking, and I try and educate people about the founding documents in our history, but of course they don't teach in our schools anymore, which is a damn shame. Yeah, oh yeah,
4: education education in today's society is a joke. I mean, it's not even it's not even real education anymore. It's brainwashed liberalism. Well, you know, the yeah, issue well, is they I, teach I, civics too early. Hey, who, who yeah, is this? I actually, this is James Sharma. About, and, you know, uh, I think one of the big issues
7: is that they teach civics class too early. Well, they do oh, teach as as well. You know, they go around uh, go ahead, dissing the founding fathers and, uh, and doing what they can to uh uh, make these guys unimportant because that, uh, what they actually achieved doesn't, doesn't match up with uh, you know, the liberal philosophy. What they actually achieved was, uh, was freedom and liberty and uh, personal responsibility, and that's, what, that's the kind of thing that made the country great in the first place. And so uh, you know, the opportunities to uh, make the country great again really are tied up with uh, education about what made it great in the first place. So we um hopefully we're going to have an opportunity to do that we're uh, doing some things uh, at the moment I also am involved with uh, Florida Citizens Alliance and they're doing some things to uh, upgrade the uh, civic education uh, here in the state of Florida uh, I'm licensed to practice law in Florida and Illinois and so I'm back and forth between the two places and uh, so but yeah we would we, we really it's not, you know, you got Everybody's talking about the black community and, and the education problem we have with uh, with the black community. The fact is, is, there's an there's an education deficit across the country, across all communities, and it's almost it's almost by design because you can't what the, teaching teaching the first principles of America is more about teaching uh, freedom of thought and and personal responsibility rather than. This uh, communal, uh, almost—I uh, I heard you guys reference uh, that it was almost communist, and many of that, many of those concepts are taught in our schools, which is just a shame because that's the kind of thing that's insidious and in destroying America. And it's not just uh, a problem in the black community; it's a problem across the—it's a problem across the board. Oh, absolutely, 100 percent.
4: Like you wanted to say something, or Gianni, you wanted to say something about this, didn't you?
6: Um, I, I don't
4: know, man. It's, wow. I
6: don't mean, know. I've always been both ways. Like I don't understand. Like I really, I don't know, man. It's just—it's very hard for me to make a decision on that, though.
7: I which, Jimmy? Hello. Yes sir. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, I
6: was saying it's very like I really don't have too much I don't know.
4: Okay.
5: Yeah, not a problem.
4: Mike, what do you, Mike uh, you,
5: Mike, you got Mike, you got something? Uh yeah, the education system in America is the biggest problem uh that we're facing because I mean I would I would say college, but it's not even I mean, it's elementary school, it's high school, college. You know, a lot of schools today. I mean, I say this all the time. Uh, some still do, but some don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, just that patriotism, that nationalism of you know your country. You know, you know, there's not many American flags as them. You know, just little things like that. But what they're teaching is just they have removed God totally from from all aspects of our schools. They're pushing. Uh, Pure cultural Marxism where, you know, to the point where they're teaching elementary students. I mean, actually, kindergartners in California are being taught by a transgender rock star to come in and talk about transgenderism and gender equality. Uh, This is not what was being taught in our schools, you know, 20 years ago. You know, this is this is cultural Marxism. This is not what America This is not what our schools should be doing. This is, you know, this kind of stuff, you know, where transgender should go to the bathroom, you know, not loving America, removing God from all aspects of our lives. You know, even teachers mocking the president, you know, President Trump, calling him a racist in college and elementary school and high school. This is poisoning the brains of our youth and our children. And at the end of the day, it's gonna um, stick with some some kids. Some will reject it, and you know, listen to their parents, who hopefully are American, lo- America loving conservatives. But unfortunately, it's gonna uh, you know change and and stick with well, some students, talking. and that's a big problem.
7: Yeah, Rory. Rory. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you're absolutely you're absolutely right about that. But when you talk about removing God, you know. It's not only removing God; they're actually trying to rewrite American history. Uh, I uh, about seven years ago, which put me on this uh, course of trying to teach uh, teach folks about the Constitution. As I was, I got invited to do a Constitution Day talk at a at high school, and I was in a sophomore American history class. And I thought I'd start out the, with a little discussion with a simple question. And I said, what year was the country founded? And the first, year I, the first answer I got was 1800. You know, uh, the second answer I got was 1700. Well, eventually, we zeroed in on 1776. And then I thought, well, I'll ask him something easier. What day was it? You know. And eventually, I had to go hot dogs, hamburgers, fireworks, and everybody oh, Fourth of July. But nobody knew that this sophomore American history class in a high school, and nobody knew, and I don't even think the teacher knew. The July 4th, 1776 was the day the country started.
6: You know, this is crazy. Hey, hey Rory. So, I mean, here's, I, I I was trying to really like put my words together because like I, like I said, I've always been both sides of the issue. So when it comes to the whole education thing, you know, number one is. You know, I've always been both sides on it. So number one, you know, with the whole God, you know, God stuff and things in that nature. It's like, because I, you know, I believe in evolution and um, I'm not really a creationist person. So so I believe like that science should be taught back, um, fact-based, fact-based from scientists and things of that nature. I believe in teaching things like that. But then also number two on the sex ed, I believe it's important Uh, to teach about sex ed, you know, when it comes to human sexuality, responsibilities, you know, human sexual anatomy, sexual activity, sexual reproduction, you know, because a lot of people don't get taught by their parents how it should be at home. So they have to be somewhere before, you know, porn teaches them or, you know, they learn the immoral way about sex, you know, so I believe it should be. But also, when it comes to this whole, you know, LGBT LGBT thing in California, I – forcing any family or any student against their religion or against their values I believe is very treasonous against religious freedom. I don't believe that it should happen. However, like I said, I'm on both sides of it. So, I think that you should teach be able to have that freedom because that that is what America is. It's freedom of whatever you believe. So, I believe that on both sides whether they should teach creationism And they should teach evolution. And I believe they should teach about, you know, the LGBT thing. I believe they should teach about, you know, being straight. I believe they should teach about things in that nature. But also, I don't believe that they should force anybody. I believe that the science and everything and the history and all that should be taught um, based on the person's personal decision. Now, when it comes to the foundation of America, you know, to the guest's point, I asked my uh nephew one time and I asked him about the national anthem. He didn't even know what the national anthem was. And he's in sixth grade. He didn't even know I I knew all the songs, whether it was God bless America, this land is your land, I knew about the constitution, I knew about all this stuff about the time I was in middle school. And I think it is very horrible what's happening in this country when like uh Mike Zolo said, you know, students don't even say you know, the national, and Students don't pray in the morning Students don't do any of that Of course you shouldn't be forced to pray and say Hey we're putting prayer back in school So everybody got to stand up and pray Of course you shouldn't do that But I think that uh, removing the possibility Of praying in the morning Is very bad also So I've always been on both sides Where yes you should have the religious freedom To teach you know God in the classroom You should have the freedom to teach A conservative view of things But you also have the freedom to teach Uh, a liberal view of things. I think if we uh, start teaching just conservative principles on, you know, whether it's college campuses or, you know, grade school, then we'll become just like the liberals and saying we we can only teach this way. I believe that it should be very broad, but like like, like, uh, what's going on today, it's very bad. You know, I was at NYU, you know, it's very liberal. Everything you learn about is, you know, social justice and you know, about different genders and every never anything conservative, which I think is very bad also.
5: Well I just I just have to okay. say something real quick. Um and I understand what you're yeah. saying and uh but oh, I, just, I just I just want to right. say if every college um taught conservatism, uh we'd be much better off because conservatism allows for the free exchange of ideas where liberalism does not. So if you have a conservative college that is mostly of conservative professors or whatnot, you're going to have a lot of debate. You're going to have the free exchange of ideas. Leftist colleges do not advocate for that. As a matter of fact, uh, they won't even let you speak in many respects. And also, with the thing of God—now, I'm Christian, so obviously I would love prayer in school and everything. And we are a Christian nation. That's what America was founded upon. But, I mean— there, they took the Pledge of Allegiance out of a lot of schools just because it says under God. I mean, look, I mean, this is this is anti-American, okay? The Pledge of Allegiance, especially for young kids like, you know, middle schoolers or, or you know, kindergarten, second graders, I mean, it's it shows you know, hey, this is America. You ought to love this country. You know, we live in the greatest country on earth. So, like, and the whole sex thing, like yeah, like sex ed is fine and stuff, but there's a limit. You know, there's a limit to what these these people teach our kids. You know, in Philadelphia, you know they're demonstrating on like cucumbers how to put on condoms. You know, we don't need all that. Like that's up to the parents and, and whatnot. So, so I just want to clarify though, um, because Gianni was making a good point. And everything, and I and I understand what he's saying. I'm not on both sides of the issue. I'm on the the, the right side, I guess you could say. Uh, right right wing side but if if most schools were conservative I'll tell you what there would at least be the free exchange of ideas because these leftist campuses if you're conservative and you try to speak out you will be silenced you will not be allowed to speak if you're a conservative guest don't even try to going on to many leftist colleges so uh, that's that's just what I wanted to say there well said you know, Mike well, hey,
4: David I know you want to speak on this go ahead David
7: well, no, I'm going to say that that's fair enough. I, my problem is, is when they have, it's it's, it's one issue to wipe out, uh, wipe out God. Uh, certainly, you can not necessarily wipe out God, but give people the opportunity. But it's it's a, it's a complete problem when a public school wipes out America. And when they're wiping out right. America, and, uh, and regarding the regarding the sex education situation, the problem really turns out to be that they're not doing that in high schools. They're they're, they're bringing these things to grammar schools when kids don't even know right, what the right. hell is going on. You know, kids they, kids haven't even thought about anything. You know, they're, they're not even curious yet, and, exactly. uh, and they're, for, they're forcing this information. This is. This is just—I don't know—from that standpoint, it's almost uh, like pedophiles. Uh, they shove it down right. their throat. Pisses
4: me off. I get—I like—I live and breathe by politics and the news, and this liberalism bullshit that they're shoving down their throats—it makes me sick. And and the fact that it's not being addressed at colleges enough, and parent—I mean, obviously, parents are concerned. But this is absolutely atrocious. Like the education system, I mean, it will take a freaking miracle if you want to fix that mess. I mean, it's a mess. Yeah,
7: it's a it's, 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 a, it's a tremendous mess, and that's it, but that is in fact the place to start. Uh and yeah. you, you got to start, you know, with some sort of some sort of ripple, and that's uh, you know. Emblematic of, uh, of the problems uh, that, that we have, and it's it's really not about education. It's about power, you know. And it's about people exercising power as opposed to the individual freedoms that we were supposed to have. That is was was allowed. That in fact allowed for the innovation and the creation and the things that made this the greatest country in the world, made us the greatest economy in the world. And one 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 of the reasons we've been falling behind is because. We we're destroying the individualism, we're destroying the entrepreneurial spirit that made the country great. Uh, this uh, com- it's a very curious uh, mix that uh, from uh, from the leftist side, in theory uh, the identity politics uh, you know slices and dices into small groups. On the other hand, uh, they're they're teaching a communal uh, value that the They're denigrating the value of an individual Because anytime you talk about group rights You're uh, infringing upon an individual's rights And it was the individual's rights that made us great Oh, absolutely,
4: 100% 100% And, you know, you're absolutely right I want to switch topics a little bit You know, something very uh, concerning uh, Happened in the news uh, yesterday, as we all know, uh, f- oh, an absolute crazy lunatic, half-naked, went to the Waffle House, started shooting up the place, killed four people, wounded four others, and uh, just in the FBI, this is another scenario, this is something I really want to get into, and I have talked about this on my show many times, and we. this is something very disturbing upsetting it gets me really riled up is the fact this is another nicholas cruz situation in the sense that the fbi knew this guy was a threat that just shot up the waffle house yesterday he was on the radar he was already uh, making pre-threats he was already causing a chaos in the society and what happened they weren't doing their jobs which leads me to believe A lot of this stuff is set up by the American government to uh, push the gun control agenda. Because look at Las Vegas massacre. We still don't have questions, enough questions, or any sort of logical or sufficient evidence from that situation. Parkland is still a complete mystery. The security cameras were off during the whole incident. Hmm, I wonder why that was. And we have all this crazy... Uh, things that haven't been released, all this secretive stuff. I mean, this and the FBI, the fact that they knew about this guy that was going to shoot up a Waffle House, I mean, they didn't know he was going to go to a Waffle House, the exact Waffle House, but they knew he was planning some sort of, uh, you know, shooting spree, and they did nothing. And the good thing is a hero came to the rescue and challenged the guy, and uh, his name is uh, God, what Oh, it's um, James. Uh, it's James Shaw, and uh, he is a is a true American hero. He saved many lives, and he took on the shooter and grabbed the gun from the shooter. You got to hear this guy's speech. This is incredible. I'm gonna play this clip. Uh, one five.
3: We asked James Shaw to visit with you today,
1: uh, Mr. Shaw. Since the shooting has been to church at Jefferson Street, and he uh, agreed to speak with you. What uh, James is going to do is just tell you from his perspective, from his eyes, what he saw and what he did. Then after James uh, speaks, there'll be other speakers, and at the end, we'll save the uh, end for questions. James, come on up.
0: How's it going everybody? <laughs> um, so last night uh I went out with uh my best friend. Um, we went to uh we went to a club out in uh Antioch the Antioch area. Um, we left the club at about two thirty ish. Um we actually went to the Bell Road um Waffle House first. Um, but it was pretty packed in there, um, like two or three times what was in the Murfreesboro, uh, Murfreesboro Road Waffle House. Um, so we left there, um, got some gas, and then we went to the Murfreesboro Road Waffle House. Um, got there, I think, at about 317-ish. Um, when we got out our vehicles, um, we both saw the gold, Silverado. I actually saw the silhouette of the space. Um, but you can't really just, you know judge a person just off with off of, off of that so um, <clears throat> we proceeded in um, we sat down at the the high chairs um, tabletops um, I was sitting in like the first chair and my friend was sitting in like the third chair we had a seat uh, um, a chair in between us and I uh, we distinct- distinctively remember um, the cook the uh, the cook was actually um, washing dishes and he was stacking the plates up. And he was stacking them pretty high up on the hood to where we were like, those are going to fall off. Well, at the same time he was doing that, another um, Waffle House employee was actually about to go on his break. And I heard him say, he said, I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back. Um, So when we first heard what I know now is the gunshot. We thought it was plates crashing because we had pretty much made that up in our minds that it was the plates were going to fall. Then the second one happened, and the third one happened, I think that's when the glass busted and broke through, and then I saw the Waffle House employees scatter. Um, and then I looked back and I saw um, a person laying on the ground right at the entrance of the door. Um, Jesus. So then I jumped pretty much and slid from the uh, the tabletop to the entrance of the door. And I think he let off um, some shots um, through the glass, and then he proceeded to come in. And then when he proceeded to come in, I actually went behind this like a push door, a uh, swivel door. And uh, he shot through that door, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure he grazed my arm. And it was at that time that I kind of made up my mind, because there's no way to lock that door, um, that if it was going to come down to it, he was going to have to work to work to kill me. So at the time that he was either reloading or the gun jammed or whatever happened is when I ran through the, the swivel door. I hit him with the swivel door. And then the ga- the gun was kind of jammed up and it was pushed down. So we were scuffling. And uh, I managed to get him with one hand on the gun, and then I grabbed it from him, and I threw it over the countertop. And then I, after that, I was trying to get out the door, and I think he was pretty much in the entrance way. so I just took him out with me, out of the entrance and all the way outside. And then I proceeded to run around, and uh, he had like a walk, trot, pace type of... Uh, <laughs> Jog that he was doing, trying to get away and uh <laughs> that's kind of what happened um
4: cool. I mean you think about that i mean that's unbelievable that that truly is unbelievable, and now they're the the guy was The shooter. I was laughing because how he described how the shooter was running away, Um, just like you know the shooter was running in a weird way away. But they the shooter was on the loose for twenty four hours, and then they finally found him.
5: Uh, As of today, they found the shooter. He was but he was uh, trying to hide. But
4: I mean, that's just what a hero. I mean, he saved not only his life, but you know everybody, like so many other people that were sitting in that diner. But unfortunately. Uh, we lost. We lost four. You know uh, that's why. That's why I've always said, regardless of these stupid gun laws liberals put into place that don't make any sense at all, and they're and they worthless, delusional sheep buy into it. The bad guys are always going to get the guns. It does not matter. You need good guys with guns to defend yourself. Or I know mean, it guy. But but here's the thing. That guy was in a I mean, I'll say he's a tough guy, obviously. He, he, you know, he, it takes balls. It takes big balls to go out a shooter, and he, and he did it. And that's one hell of a, a fighter right there. Um, but I will say, in most situations, most people would probably prefer a gun uh, to be on them because you never know when somebody's going to come shoot up a restaurant. Just look at the example the other day. Two cops enjoying their meal. Guy comes up, blows them away through the window. I mean, I mean, it's just—it's so unexpected. It's crazy. It's scary, and it's bad out there. It
5: really is. Well, what people don't realize is, it's like—it's like, you know, it's like common sense to like people with brains, but the left just doesn't understand. Criminals yeah. are bad people. Laws. Evil, right? They—they they, if they want to kill people, they're going to kill people. Look at what happened today Let's make murder. Hey, let's make murder illegal. Let's sign a bill and make murder illegal, Democrats. <laughs> Democrats, go make a bill for that. Why don't you go do that while you're at yeah. you? you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, just look what happened today in Toronto. A guy hopped in a yeah. van, and he drove over 35 people, and, he, and so far the death toll is at 10 people. So he killed more people than this guy in the Waffle House who had a gun. He killed more with a van. I yes. mean, if Toronto just exactly. banned vans, I guess they'd be all right. Time to
4: ban so like, vehicles, well, of course, Jim.
7: It, go ahead. Go of ahead. Course, in, in England, in England, they have, in fact, outlawed outlawed guns, but they had seven thousand shootings in the country last year. Exactly. In uh, knives, even even so, and now they're now they're trying to ban knives because they yeah. have this yeah. tremendous rise in uh, knife violence. Uh because, they, because people don't have guns. And so, people are not. There's going to be, and so the only thing you can have is a situation to defend yourself. And the people, the whole Parkland situation that you mentioned, really has to do with a failure of government because yep. of the failure of the uh, sheriff's office, failure of the FBI, failures of the school board, failures of this program that uh, put. Uh, Put this uh, Cruz character in a situation where he was not charged with any of the problems, any of the things that he had done before, because they wanted to keep the statistics down of of uh, kids being charged with crimes, and so the you know so it was a failure of government, and so to say that you want to have more government when the government that's in place already failed, as opposed to allowing people to in fact in a situation to defend themselves or in the fact that the schools make them as secure as you try and make an airplane Uh, and uh, yeah I mean the solutions are crazy the the proposed solutions are nuts as opposed to uh, uh, practical solutions and you can't rely on government because government has already failed that's why there's 17 dead in Parkland and
5: and another thing that people don't want to
7: another thing that people don't
5: want to admit (laughs) You know, because nobody wants to talk about the problem in our inner cities that, you know, if you look at the, the statistics with gun shootings in America, you know how the, the left, they always say, oh, we had 11,000 murders by guns or whatever. If you take away the suicides, OK, take away the suicides. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think almost 80 percent of the shootings in America are by criminal thugs. Shooting other criminal thugs. So these are bad people with guns shooting other bad people with guns, and then you have to also include police officers shooting criminals with guns, and criminals with guns shooting police officers. So at the end of the day, you're not looking at just eleven thousand murders of of, you know people walking around with AR-15s just blowing people away. Okay, It's, it's, it's.
4: And there was a study, there was a study confirmed today that over 2 million annual uh, defense, defensive gun uses. So people need to use over 2 million people have to defend themselves with
5: guns each year, according to a new study. But nobody talks about that because that shows exactly why the Second Amendment is a great thing. That shows why guns are a good thing. Guns. An armed society is a polite society. I mean, just look at yeah. it. Just look at the evidence. But but it's like it's like again, every issue, you know, us on the right, conservatives, it's it's like common sense to us. But the left just yeah. it, the left, sees an AR-15, and they say, oh my god, <laughs> that killed seventeen people. Oh, they, oh, what are we gonna do? What about Chicago?
4: Oh, yeah. What about have... every day in Chicago, Democrats? <laughs> nowhere to be seen, Chris. Look at this. No, nowhere to be seen. Hey, but Rory. Plus,
7: go ahead, man. Go ahead, David. Yeah, no, that's that's, uh, that's, ex- that's exactly right. That's the that's the problem. That uh, people do use them uh, on a regular basis uh, for defense, but you never hear about the you never hear about the crimes that are. Uh, that are prevented as a result of people <clears throat> that are uh, in a situation to defend themselves. <clears throat> and so the, the, the news is all skewed. And, the, and, of course, the problem is, for, for the most part, what uh, conservative folks want to be is, for the most part, left alone. Uh, and yeah. what, they, uh, what the folks on the other team want to do is control everybody. And so they're noisy, oh, yeah. the other people are quiet, because they just want to be left alone in the first place. And so you only hear one side of the story. And David, here's the thing, man. I've always said
4: the Democratic control is no different than when they originated today is no different when they originated plantations and slavery. It's the same sort of control. It's just a lot more subtle, but you know, it's the same sort of thing. They want control of your health care. They want control of everything. They want to give you all. You know, they want to just be in. It's it's disgraceful. Uh, but it's here's- still the same sort of. Sorry.
6: Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, you know, and about the whole gun issue. It's just surprising to me that there's a lot of black people supporting this thing. Like, I, I don't, I, I I really don't get it. Hey, okay, I got three things. Number one, Hollywood and its rappers are so hypocritical. They talk about...
4: They hold I guns in talk, their videos and flash them around like it's money. yeah. I'm like, dude, I literally see rappers going for,
6: uh, you know, uh, uh, the the March for Our Lives. I'm like, dude, you literally wave around guns and talk about killing people in your videos. And it's not handguns or pistols. These are freaking AR-15s or whatever you want to call it. Number two, it's surprising that black people support this stuff know and hate on the nra and call them the new kkk when the nra is the longest standing civil rights organization in america today they were founded upon that number three i can't believe that because the woman of the underground railroad i mean harriet tubman was armed that's the whole point like i don't get it and if they think number four if they think that there's a bunch of white cops that sit around the table in the morning and say, "Hey, let's go kill black people and get donuts." <laughs> hey, if you think that, why are you saying take the guns away? Use it. If you think that, and it's just <laughs> I just lose my mind over this stuff. And I'm like, if you watch rap videos, don't tell me about March for Our Lives and uh, banning guns <laughs> and banning this. Yeah. Don't,
4: I'm just the same thing. Hey Gianni, what did Hitler do before he killed millions of Jews? He took their guns. He took their gu- exactly. It's ridiculous. Like I mean, this is it's like it's like these people are so stupid. They want the they want the government to control them. Like it's the most ridiculous thing on earth. They're like giving their rights away. Like it's one of it's it's, pro- it's the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. I, I it's that they're that brainwashed. By by these liberal media outlets, And it doesn't stop.
7: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Man. Well, it's ridiculous. and I would I would suggest that the the problem still turns out to be in the education system. And if you're going to do yes. something, that's the place to that's the place to do it. And uh, that's sort uh, of I'm happy. I've, I've got uh, there's uh, a couple of charter schools in Houston and uh, and four charter schools in uh, Arizona. That are utilizing uh, my books to teach uh, folks about about the Constitution and uh, what uh, what this country was founded upon, and you got to fight to have more of that kind of material uh, in schools as the basis of uh, of the teaching, and that's one of the projects that the Florida Citizens Alliance is doing here in the state of Florida. I'm working with the. Um, uh, Lieutenant governor in the state of Illinois to uh, expand uh, constitutional education there. And I suggested, uh, you know, that's something that everybody needs because see, if, if in fact, for a long, long time, these things were taught, and this was the commonality of being an American when these things are not taught, there, that gives us yeah. uh, the ability to get sliced and diced into these identity groups And one against the other But if in fact right. we all came together under the uh, first principles uh, the um, you know, There's 55 words in the Declaration of Independence That start out with all men are created equal And wind up with the consent yeah. of the government If in fact everybody understood what those 55 words were And what the importance of the American experiment was then they wouldn't be able to cl- put us in these little identity groups, and they wouldn't be able to slice us and dice dices and pit us one against the other. But that's, yep. uh, but that is why these things are not taught anymore because it gives people the ability to exercise power. Exactly.
4: I wanna. I want We are on a. We are on a time frame. I wanna switch topics. So, and I wanna get everybody's opinion on. We got. The, we got big things going on. There's so much going on. Um, I want to get and, and and think about this for a second. Um, this is amazing. The, the man who you know got got rid of the gun, got the gun away from the guy at the Waffle House, raised over forty-five thousand for the victim's family. So that's just a beautiful thing in just twenty-four hours, just since yesterday. So that's amazing. And Gianni, going back to when you were talking about AR-15. There was a big article in the in the um, on Breitbart uh, the other day saying uh, there were a bunch of burglars that broke into a home and the residents had AR-15s as protection and uh, let's just say they turned the tide on uh, on the seven invaders and uh, you know that's that's the kind of thing you know it doesn't it shouldn't matter what you know what kind of gun an owner you know owns it's their business. And essentially, right. in situations like that, an AR-15 comes in effect. Because when a burglar's in your house, your first thought is you gotta you gotta fucking kill them. Because you they're out to, if they're in your house. I mean, what 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 are they? Out, they're in there to fucking harm you. Like you have to defend yourself. This is no joke. Um, and it was a big story over the weekend. These seven invaders got arrested in custody. Uh, I don't you know, and uh, so. The AR, you know, when they they say assault rifle, it's ridiculous, putting a whole label on it. And I talked about it on my show before. Um, I just wanted to announce that quickly. I thought it was a cool story, and the Democrats obviously won't say anything about it. Um, This is a great thing. Evangelical support for Trump is at a record high of any president. It's at 75%. Trump has 75% of evangelical support. So that is unbelievably amazing.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, I want to give a shout-out, a happy birthday to the U.S. Army Reserve. Uh, God bless them. We owe them our life. We owe them our, our everything. Thank them all for our service. Um, what I really want to get into, though, is the James Comey. Like he's been really pissing me off And I'm going to play a tape real quick And then I want, we got to talk about this Because this, this guy is going to prison This guy is This, this guy is in a lot of trouble let's, let's just say that I mean this guy lied under oath And it's on tape And this guy, the biggest mistake of his life Was writing this book Like he basically gave himself away For prosecution For several laws broken By writing this book He's a moron, and he did it at a time, totally the wrong time. But listen to this real quick.
0: We oh, asked no, James no, Shaw one, to oh, visit.
5: With... Wrong one, sorry. Um, give me one
0: second.
5: All right, two uh, two six. Here it is.
1: Well, nobody in their right mind would waste their time, let alone their money, on James Comey's new book, I have been reading through his memos, which he claims are details about his personal interactions with President Trump, since they've just been made public. Quote, he touched on my future at various points. The first time he asked, so what do you want to do? Explaining that lots of people wanted my job. About 20 people. That he thought very highly of me. And he had heard great things. Blah, 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 blah. I responded by saying that he could fire me at any time he wished, but I wanted to stay and do a job I love and think I am doing well." So, Comey admits that he told the President that he could fire him at any time, and then as soon as Trump did fire him, he leaked these memos to his friend, directing him to leak them to the press. Oh, it gets even better. He goes on to say, quote, I added that I was reliable in one way, but not in the way political people sometimes use the term. I explained that he could count on me to always tell the truth. I don't do sneaky things. I don't leak. I don't do weasel moves. So you told President Trump that you don't leak things and you're not a weasel, but as soon as you got fired, you... Let's watch your congressional testimony and refresh your memory.
5: Did you show
4: copies of your memos? To anyone outside of the Department of Justice? Yes. And to Uh whom did you show copies?
7: I asked, the President tweeted on Friday after I got fired that I better hope there's not tapes. I woke up in the middle of the night on Monday night because it didn't dawn on me originally that there might be corroboration for our conversation. There might be a tape. And my judgment was I needed to get that out into the public square. And so I asked a friend of mine. To share the content of the memo with a reporter. Didn't do it myself for a variety of reasons, but I asked him to because I thought that might prompt the appointment of a special counsel. And so I asked a close friend of mine to do it.
1: So again, not only did he admit that he leaked the memo to his friend, who he directed to leak it to the press, but he also admits that he did it to spark the creation of a special counsel, which we now have in the form of Robert Mueller in his massive witch hunt. Earlier this week, he was on The View as part of his book tour when he was pressed by Meghan McCain, the pseudo-conservative, about Andrew McCabe, his second-in-command in the FBI, who now is facing possible criminal charges. And James Comey just admitted that, well, not only is McCabe a liar, but Comey admits that he also is a liar.
7: Good people lie. I lay out on
1: the book, I think I'm a good person, where I've lied. I still believe Andrew McCabe is a good person, but the inspector general found that he lied, and there's severe consequences in the Justice Department for lying, as there should be throughout the government. Since we're on the subject of lying, let me just remind you that You told the President of the United States to his face that you are, quote, not a leaker. And then later, when you were under oath, giving congressional testimony, admitted that you, in fact, are a leaker and leaked in order to get a special counsel appointed in order to try to bring down the President. Speaking of the President, he tweeted, quote, James Comey memos just out and show clearly that there was no collusion and no obstruction. Also, he leaked classified information. Wow. Will the witch hunt continue? Meanwhile, Rod Rosenstein, who is overseeing Robert Mueller's investigation since Jeff Sessions recused himself, making the deputy attorney general, the one who is in charge of overseeing Mueller and his team, has told Trump that Trump himself is not even a subject of the investigation. Of course, it's hard for half of the population to understand these facts because they're suffering from the liberal pathogen. Go to markdice.com or click the link in the description below.
4: So I mean there you there you have it. I mean you know Comey is a,
7: uh, I mean Comey okay. Comey's in a lot of trouble. There's no doubt about it. There's here's, 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 here's the deal. Uh, in the first instance, when he created these documents, they were class, classified at the moment he created them. Okay. Yep. Nobody has to put any classified marks on them it, for something to exist and be classified. So when he sent that out he in fact broke the law in terms of, he broke yep. what's called the espionage act for mishandling classified documents in the second instance of course he is not allowed to take with him government property when he leaves the employ of the government he took these things with him when he was fired and which which broke another law and his testimony to congress was inaccurate at best in terms of there's a good chance that he perjured himself in front of Congress. There's at least three laws that he broke. But more importantly, from the standpoint of the president, uh, the fact is is if Rosenstein little, literally utilized Comey's memos for the appointment of the special prosecutor, I have read all 15 pages. There's nothing in these memos indicating the least bit of anything related to any kind of collusion and nor obstruction of justice, in which case there should never have been a Mueller investigation to begin with. Never, ever,
4: ever. I mean, this is, this is disgraceful, and now you see the DNC filing a lawsuit because it, they're in <laughs> desperation mode. They don't know what else to do because they know there's no collusion. They know it's, uh, it's all false. And there I mean it's desperation mode filing that
7: lawsuit and it's going go nowhere for a huge, them. well it's probably a huge mistake if they're going if it doesn't get dismissed out of hand which it oh, likely it should be dismissed out of it. But the fact is is if it doesn't get dismissed the Republican lawyers and I'm and I'm a member of the Republican National Lawyers Association uh and the yep. Republican lawyers are licking their chops. At what they call mutual discovery, that is, we right. be able to make the Democrats produce the things that they're complaining about. They can't complain that their email server was hacked and then not produce the email server for uh, forensic review by by Republican experts. So the Democrats are going to rue the day that they filed the lawsuit. So it was it was a both politically and legally, incompetent and bad and stupid and worse. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Democrats,
5: the DNC, okay? So the DNC, along with Hillary Clinton, which funded the Kremlin-generated uh, Trump dossier, okay, which also yes. rigged the primaries against Bernie Sanders, so he couldn't win, so Hillary could, is going to sue the Trump campaign, Russia, and WikiLeaks for election interference? Are you
7: freaking it's, kidding it's, me? It's a joke. <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's a joke. It's a fun but it's But it's really, really dumb. It's not only just a joke. It's just really, really dumb. And, of course, no, Brit,
4: and it's going to backfire on them. Well, that's yeah. what I
5: said. I said, can you smell the desperation? Look, it is yeah. a fact that the DNC rigged primaries uh, yep. against Bernie Sanders so Hillary Clinton could a win. It is a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. It is yeah. a fact that Hillary Clinton, yep. along with, guess who, the DNC that funded the fraudulent Kremlin-generated dossier, why did they, why did they fund that dossier? So they could interfere in the election so that dossier, which is fake and fraudulent, can hurt Donald Trump so he can lose against Hillary Clinton. That is election interference. Rigging the primaries against Bernie for a particular candidate, Hillary, is election interference. Losing because Donald Trump was the better candidate and the people who – and the American people uh, chose to be their president is not election interference. These people are jokes, and if it was up to me, I know it's not a good thing, but I think they should all be deported. I think they should get the hell out of America because they are anti American scum.
4: Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, well, Gianni, you have any thoughts on this?
5: Or go ahead,
7: David. You had something to say? Yeah. Oh. No, go, Gianni. Oh, go ahead. Right. I, 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 I just would reiterate that legally it's just really stupid. And, oh, it uh, is. Yeah you know, uh, I can and I can tell you that for a fact because there's something that we call reciprocal discovery. That is when uh, when you file a lawsuit you not only have you not only be able to get information from the people you filed against, they're able to require and get information from you. In which case all the things that they've been hiding. I don't know, you, you talked about their uh, intrusion, you know, they're talking about their intrusion into their servers uh, by uh, by WikiLeaks, i.e. Guccifer 2.0 and alleged Russian. Uh, but the fact is is nobody outside of the DNC has ever analyzed these servers. They're going to have to produce these servers as a function of the lawsuit they filed and let uh, third-party or Republican uh, technology experts take a look at these servers, in which case it's going it's just going to blow up on them uh, because they're, they're going to have to reveal all, their, all, all the information they've tried to keep be, be quiet. It was just a crazy, crazy move.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Go ahead, Gianni.
6: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, number one, Donna Brazil even admitted that they rigged the against party. I mean, it's so obvious. Even Donna Brazil. When she came out and said, hey, she gave Hillary Clinton the debate question. I mean, it's like so much stuff that's just like in our face that it's hard that anybody could actually not believe that it was really the Clintons that were doing the, uh, the uh, in a, uh, election interferences. And I think the whole thing, like you said, it's just a witch hunt. They noticed what Trump is doing for America, so they're trying to do anything to destroy his legacy and anything to destroy uh, us from get, us getting America back. Um, as far yeah, as you the know, Russia, is
7: they all thought they all thought they were going to get away with everything because they thought Hillary was going to win. Everybody thought Hillary was going to win, including Jim Comey. Yeah. I think that Jim Comey was doing what he did to actually show Hillary, who was in charge, uh, that once uh, when she won, he had dirt on her, and so that he could leave her alone. He was. He was kind of trying to play a half-assed J. Edgar Hoover uh, in the uh, in the situation. But everybody thought she was going to win. And when she didn't win, that's when all this stuff is going to start to blow up in her face. The problem for uh, Mr. Trump turns out to be that he is, in fact, trying to uh, clean up Washington. And I've often said for a long time that there's really not two parties in Washington. There's not Republicans and Democrats. There's just the guys in charge. Uh, and that's why he's having Such a tough time with all Of them on both sides of the aisle because they really all Just got along together Anytime you heard the word Bipartisan as far as I was concerned it was time To hold on to your wallet you know Oh yeah, yeah, well, I I would, to yeah
2: Go ahead
6: Yeah I was going to say yeah I would agree <laughs> Like I said before Like it just Like, this, like here's my thing It's crazy how many people In, in, you know, I notice Around the world and on social media Like, oh my gosh, what's going on In America, we're so divided Politics, I'm like, dude I've been in politics since I was a kid This stuff is not new All this stuff has been going on It's just now Trump, the polarizing figure He is, is forcing everybody To talk about politics, you remember the days When you go on Facebook and it was like Oh, I'm hungry. Or who's up? And what are you doing now? It's like politics 24 seven because people are now more focused on politics. And I feel like, like you said, they were all friends together. They went to the same. What do you call it? uh, I don't know. Wine parties together. They both went to the same
2: uh,
6: event together. They party together. together. They have sex with each other. It's all the same.
7: They were all the same thing. Establishment. Versus the people—that's what it is. When they have the when they have the press conferences, and McConnell goes out and he yells at Schumer, and then Schumer comes out and yells at McConnell. It's sort of more like worldwide wrestling kind of thing, you know. Uh, yes, WWE is all other. scripted. Yeah, and then they go in the they go in the back, they divvy up our money and have a cocktail. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And that's, that's why exactly none of them weird. like Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump doesn't have to go in the back; he can afford his own cocktail. (laughs) So true,
4: so true. And you know, you you've had how many years
7: have you been doing a
4: lot, David? Tell
7: us some more about yourself, please. I've been uh, I've been an attorney for thirty years. I was a uh, state prosecutor in Illinois for uh, about a half a dozen years, and I did. uh, uh, then I've been doing, uh, uh, you know, criminal defense work. I've been in the criminal justice system for a long, long time uh, on, uh, on both sides, you know, uh, one side or the other. And uh, now I've written uh, written those couple of books. I'm working on which, uh, by the way, if I could a plug, you know, Constitutional Soundbites is in fact available on Amazon. There's 150 questions and answers. I did a radio show for about three years and. We did uh, promos for the for the show, the Constitutionally Speaking, and I'd answer in a minute like, uh, "Oh, what did Jefferson mean when he said all men are created equal? What can a president legally do with his pen and his phone? What is a well-regulated militia in the Second Amendment? Those kinds of things." So I got 150 questions and answers like that that are written for regular folks. I went out of my way not to write it like a lawyer, you know, uh, and uh, and it's I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. And uh, so I've, I've probably done oh I don't know fifty seventy five jury trials and uh, ten thousand uh, I've been in court on ten thousand different criminal cases in the course of my uh, my career, and uh, but I but I do study the Constitution. I've been in federal court on a few times. IRS once that I'm particularly proud of, uh, <laughs> on, a, on a Fifth Amendment claim, and uh, so um, you know I I do those kind of things. And now I'm writing a book that. Uh, Involves uh, involves a personal relationship with President Trump, and I'm really really excited about that. Oh, you know him? All right. My 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 buddy knows him. My buddy Shane Bouvet is the guy that the Trump that the president gave fifteen thousand dollars to help out his yes. dad's medical yes. stuff. Yes. And uh, my buddy knows him, and uh, I'm working with uh, working with Shane. Uh, you could you guys. Uh, Really, sometime you ought to have Shane on. He'd, he'd be a great guest. You should Google Shane Bouvet, and you'll find all, all the stories about he and uh, and the president. There's there's great stories lo- about you, him and the president. How do you we'd love to have thing? you both. We'd love to have you both on
4: at the same time. That'd be great.
7: It'd be wonderful. We'd be happy to talk about it. His his, his family's a great story too. Uh, his grand is, strangely enough, while he's uh, while Shane's got this relationship with the president, he comes from this small town of 900 people in central Illinois. But his grandfather was a coal miner. And his grandfather uh, uh, escorted uh, Ronald Reagan into the into the coal mines in San, central Illinois. So wow. his grandfather had a had uh, had some uh, interaction with uh, with Ronald Reagan. So that's going to be part of the story in the, in the book that we're working on, too you know so we'll we're, uh, hey, we're excited about it bouvet b o u v e t shane bouvet b o u v e t yeah google google shane you'll see all you'll see all the stuff about he and the president ah excellent now Fox? wow yeah yeah
6: President
7: yeah, hey, shan Oh, go ahead, David. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna ask you something, but go ahead. No, no, you asked. Go
4: ahead. Um, so David, so you um you do what
7: what states do you practice law in exactly at the moment? I'm uh licensed uh, to practice law in Illinois and Florida. Both. Uh, <laughs> been uh, admitted to practice by the Florida Supreme Court, the Illinois Supreme Court, the uh, Middle District uh uh Federal district court for the Middle District of Florida, federal district court for the Northern District of Illinois, a few other places yeah. like that. And like I said, I was, a, I was a states attorney up in Cook County, Illinois, which made me a unusual uh, unusual character because I was a Republican states attorney in Cook County, Illinois, which I presume everybody kind of knows is uh, you don't get much bluer than Cook County. And and, I, and you know what I've
4: heard? I've heard majority. You know, it's hard to find a criminal defense attorney that's a conservative. Is what I've heard. I've heard majority of them are communists. The way they think. Am I correct?
7: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's, uh, I, no. That's that's not that's not true at all. Uh, because. It's a I would say, pretty, but I, but mo, pretty, more
4: prosecutors are conservative than criminal defense attorneys, don't you, defense attorneys don't you think?
7: Well, yeah, but you see, a, a pretty pretty common career path is to uh, learn how this goes as a prosecutor, and uh, that of course, they don't pay prosecutors as well as you can do in the private sector, and so it's not unusual right. for the prosecutors to leave. And uh, then uh, then do defense work, but they still wind up bringing their uh, bringing their conservative values with them most of the time. So uh, right. so if you think about the career path for most of the people that wind up in criminal defense work, most of them are former prosecutors. Uh, right, and because uh, that really does enable you to do that jo- do the defense work very very well because you've you've been in court so much. As a prosecutor, right. uh, you learn uh, you learn everything backwards and forwards. You do yeah, uh, trials. You... All... Go, ahead. Go ahead, keep going, Ty. Just do trials uh, on a, you know so so fast on a regular basis, and from a, from the, from that standpoint, uh, you know, some sometimes I get people that ask and say, uh, do you you know you have a you have a hard time defending somebody that you think is guilty. And I have to describe the the, the job of the defense attorney is really to, if the government is going to try to take away somebody's life, liberty, or property through the criminal yeah. justice system, what a yeah. criminal defense attorney is going to do is make sure the government follows the law. Okay. Mm-hmm. In which case, I I like to think of criminal defense work as much as being, while people don't generally think of it this way, it's as much law enforcement as being on the other side. But what your duty is is to make sure the government is going to follow the law, in which case, because, you know, if they don't follow the law regarding the worst of us, they're not going to follow the law when they come to get you, you know. Uh, So we're we're doing a service. For society at large, by doing what, making sure the government has to follow the law if they're going to try and do this to people. Right, right, absolutely. We got a few
4: minutes left. I want to keep you on the line. I just want to, uh, you know, shift topics a little bit. We got about three minutes left, but I just want to clarify with everybody, which is really good news. We have three Democrat senators now now say they support Mike Pompeo. So that's a that's a good sign, and now Rand Paul has came around and said he will support Mike Pompeo, and that he Mike Pompeo is going to be an amazing uh, at his position. He's going to be unbelievable. The guy has a a background and you know like a a novel, and and I know that's something um, everybody's excited about Trump supporters. So.
7: I think well, everybody I mean, in the country the... should be excited about them. I don't. Some guy that uh, graduated first in his class in West Point to uh, become Secretary of State. Harvard Law but School. I mean, some... Everything you think of. Yeah.
5: But I, I, I uh, I'm very. I don't excited, respect Rand Paul you. though. Uh, I'm what? sorry, but Rand Paul. Rand Paul acted like a leftist by, by he always does. I know, this. but he came he always,
4: I'm just saying, I don't agree with everything Rand Paul does, but at least he came around and now he says we needed Rand Paul's vote, even Trump said. So that, so that was pivotal. That's all
5: I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying I'm glad he, he, he uh, came to his senses, but he's yeah. still voting no on Gina Haspel for the CIA director. She's a patriot. He's still voting. No, I like her. I like
2: her.
5: Yeah, he's act. This is look, look, this is the problem that Donald Trump has. Yes, he came. We got to two minutes left. So right we'll keep change. going though. All right. I'm just sick of Rand Paul. Do you know who the other Republican is that just decided to vote yes on Pompeo? It's Jeff Blake. OK, a never Trumper, a rhino, a fake Republican. So if Rand Paul wants to be around those people That's fine. He can act like an obstructionist Democrat all he wants, but it's not going to help his case. I'm glad he came to his senses, but I'm not going to thank him. He did what should have been done.
4: Exactly. Exactly.
5: I know.
7: He did what should have been done. Well, someday I'll have to come back and talk about Rand Paul because I would, would say that some of the things that the government is doing to interfere with our civil liberties, Rand Paul is a great defender of. Uh, and, no, uh, he's I, great
5: on those issues But I, I, I'm just I believe he's an isolationist On foreign policy and I'm not So I just have a difference with him When it comes to foreign policy That's pretty much my we, discrepancy Go ahead
4: David,
7: do you have to response? Uh, I have uh, you know, uh, Rand Paul, in my view, he is a, a small, limited government uh, kind of guy. In the we got we got one minute the, left, Kate hey, David. Let's. I I want you to come back on next episode.
4: I can have you on next week, and I'll, we'll talk about Rand Paul because I want to get into Rand Paul,
7: talking about him too, because there's things about him that I want to discuss. That'd be that'd be great. I would. Uh, I'd love to love to be back with you guys.
4: Okay, yeah, we have 30 seconds left, guys, so I'm going to have to let you all go. Thank you all for all coming on the show. If you want to announce anything right now, go ahead, feel
7: free. At Shostokas, A-S-H-E-S-T-O-K-A-S. Follow me on Twitter.
5: At Mike Gorzolo, C-O-L-L-O.
4: Perfect. All righty, Gianni, anything? Uh, just follow
6: me, Gianni Rodriguez, Paris, uh, Paris, two double, uh, double R's. That's
4: it. All right. He sounds good. Cheers, everybody. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll, talk, we'll have a show tomorrow, Gianni. We'll have you on. And then we'll talk to you next week, David. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. It's been a pleasure being your host. We will be back tomorrow night for a great episode. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Much love. Cheers, everybody.
7: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?